Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast. This is the place of celebrating juicy, soulful living with 10-minute bursts of inspiration. And on a Monday, we celebrate a different company that is demonstrating in the world that people and planet can be part of your DNA and still be profitable and thrive. And the rest of the week, sometimes I pop on with some other sharing and inspiration, always around 10 minutes. And a live Lauren Instagram is a great place to follow along too. So today we celebrate a business in a UK certified B Corp called Finisterre. And they create the most beautiful, functional, sustainable products for those who share a love of the sea. So we're talking about people that are out on the ocean, surfers, even anything. So whether you're hiking or like on the run along the coastline. So everything that would support those who just have this absolute passionate love of the sea. And in all sort of environments, so also the places, because being UK based, um, a lot of the year, there's a lot more challenging weather, um, but also the founder. So just so, so beautiful from the beginning, um, 2003, this business that was built on these three pillars of people, environment and product. And where does it all start? Because it's a story. They have this incredible, incredible commitment. So I'm wondering, I'm going to share some of the amazing, I have to tell you right from the start, there is no way I'm going to be able to do justice in 10 minutes. I'm just going to highlight some of the amazing stuff. But definitely, if you are inspired, take a look. They have the most beautiful videos on different things that they're doing and involved in on their YouTube channel, just exquisitely done. They're definitely on socials, on your Facebook and Instagram. And Finisterre, maybe actually start there with the name because I was wondering where on earth. So it's F-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-R-E dot com. And in the days in the UK, in days gone by, there would be these broadcasts. I'm sure they must still do them. But they were shipping forecasts. And Finisterre is one of these old shipping forecast areas. And the founder grew up with parents that just instilled with him a respect and appreciation for the ocean and getting involved and inspired with surfing and in the UK, then really needing to watch the charts and listen to all these forecasts and all of this to like hunt down, you know, the places for the best waves and the best surfing that would be possible. And Finisterre choosing that as the name for the brand and having this combination of just remembering as a child, like listening to these forecasts and they were there to save lives. So something very real and important and substantial about them. And at the same time, there's also a certain like romance element to the reading of it. And there's this brand that offers like immense practicality and deliverability on their products but also there's this like romance of the world that can be and what can be possible in terms of production and innovation and fabric design and creating stuff that delivers but still has a minimal impact on the planet. So there just kind of started with the name, but to give you some of the idea of the products and initiatives that they're involved in, so very beautiful that part of their DNA is this commitment to sustainability 
and material, focusing on the materials that they can find that will create the least impact to the environment and that deliver, that they'll be lasting, that they'll serve the purpose for which they were created. And a beautiful emphasis and guiding North Star in the direction of circularity, um, using like renewable fabrics. It is so exquisite. If you take a look at their website, also just feels like every page has been crafted with love from the photography to the sharing. There is so much that you can get lost in. It is so beautifully inspiring and heartwarming. So to give you an example then, if we talk about using renewable materials, so these are ones that naturally easily grow and can be replenished. So from their start in 2013, always saying that not that... I beg your pardon, they found it in 2003, not 2013 all the answers but we're always making commitments to move in a direction that is more sustainable less environmentally impactful and so beautiful so if you see for example then on the fabric side their commitment to this was already that they made a commitment that by 2020 their range would be only organic cotton because just looking at that element alone like yes cotton is quite a water intensive um product uh growth like resource but if you look at the situation between conventional and organic conventional cotton producers use as much as 25 percent of the world's insecticides and more than 10 percent of the world's pesticides so when you're going organic there's a massive impact there and also so interesting to read and discover that actually the organic crops use far less water because they mainly rain fed. So they moved on this commitment and met that deadline. And then as you look, it's a beautiful like donut sort of circular diagram showing you the proportions of over the years, like conventional to organic cotton. And now with renewable fibers, so just to give you like an idea here with the use of, for example, hemp, hemp being one of the oldest fabrics and linens like uh, resources cultivated to make fabric and what is so stunning with hemp is it's actually six times stronger than cotton and things that things like for example it requires very little water no chemical fertilizers or pesticides to grow and it promotes biodiversity if i'm not mistaken i think it's definitely it's one of these crops I'm so sorry, I did make this note. And now when I'm reading this out loud, we're going through stuff. Um, linen, yes, encourages biodiversity. So, so, so beautiful. Oh, I think I'm mixing up my notes around hemp and linen. I beg your pardon. If I did do that, so hemp is the one that is um, also been cultivated for many, many years that is six times stronger. I beg your pardon. Linen as well also encourages, so the linen encourages biodiversity. Oh, I know I've mixed this up, but just know that both of these, between linen and hemp, they are renewable fibers. They both are great. They both work with, are grown with natural irrigation. Um, and seeing that and the use of others, and not only natural, but also the commitment to using renewables and fibers where recyclables, so that's renewables and recyclable, like threads that have been made from recycled materials and nylons. And if we go just further into their commitment, 
also looking at their finishes and using biodegradable. So if we look at finishes in terms of like packaging and you know when you have that label is often a little like plastic thing that tags on with the little cardboard information tag going with string. So actually taking away the plastic altogether and they've got a leave no trace bag where they did this collaboration with another organization um, called, if it's Aquapack, I think, oh my lord, yes, Aquapack, which is so stunning here that they've created the plastic and rolled out and also promoting that others use this. And yes, although it is more expensive, um, there is also environmental costs, and it's not prohibitively more expensive. It's just a few cents more per bag. Um, but what we're looking at here is this, what looks like a, just a plastic bag that protects the goods that are delivered, is actually within 70 degree water, breaks down into non-toxic biomass. So this is in soil, in sea, if it's recyclable, it's compostable, so, so divine. So to touch on just a few other examples and elements of the amazing things that they're doing. So from the very start, the very first product in 2003, it was about making something that would deliver something that was locally made in the UK. And the fleece, it was a fleece. It was windproof, waterproof, breathable. Because Tom Kay, the founder, was saying that he wanted products that would actually deliver to his need and his need and love for being at the sea. And I do need to apologize. We're going to go slightly over on these 10 minutes because there's a couple of other things I just really need to share with you, which is so stunning about what they're doing. So they're also with um, Merino with the wool using in some of their products. They wanted to find a way for local sourcing. And they discovered, so Tom discovered in the team that there was a woman who was the custodian of like the guardian of the last the sort of 26 Beaumont sheep, which are a breed that can thrive in the UK conditions, producing merino wool. And at that time here, they found a woman, but there were two little sheep and a business that for four years, it would not make economic sense, but they partnered with her and grew this program. And today there are over 300 sheep in this flock and as part of now a supply chain for British Merino supply. So beautiful and a woman who's so committed to her sheep and the farming practices and that the animals are treated with the utmost of love and respect. So there is this wonderful symbiosis and beautiful relationship between the farmer and the sheep. Other like stunning collaborations like with Vans collaborating to make the most durable shoes. They have got a wetsuit recycling project. So looking at this from two angles, what can we do to recycle the existing wetsuits that are in the world? And, and how can they look to make a recyclable wetsuit that will deliver? So having both of these, having a full-time person employed and dedicated, um, and they currently are testing their recyclable wetsuit. Oh my Lord, I know I said to forgive me for the slight over, um, because the other thing also that I want to mention is they have this other beautiful, beautiful project because all of it is about inspiring people to connect to the sea and have a love. Because when you love something, you want to look after it. You want to be a guardian of it. One of the other projects, 
to make sure that the sea is accessible to all. Because in terms of modesty laws in certain parts of the world, it doesn't make surfing accessible to, for example, young girls. And there was a young girl, a sportswoman, who was wanting to surf and she'd be wearing the wetsuit and a board shorts and a t-shirt and a hijab. And it would be getting caught, like really not safe. And they have been working to create this suit that makes that um, meets like modesty laws, which means that it can encourage and enable more young girls and your women to experience the sea. Oh, and like I say, this just goes on and on, and we already are over our ten minutes. But one of the last things I'm also going to highlight, for example, they've got the. UK's first online ocean activist training camp, which is called C7, which is also on their website. From there, you can find the links with material to empower and equip anyone who wants to start on their journey of ocean activism. So I am so celebrating Finisterre and from their journey from 2013, setting an example. And one last note, because the commitment from the beginning was to be committed to the ocean to planet creating products that like we said delivered with the least environmental impact and to commit to a value-based business come hell or high water and that is the name of their podcast which celebrates this and celebrates the resilience of the human spirit and this dedication so much good stuff i just definitely if you have been in the slightest motivated intrigued definitely take a look at their website check out if you know anyone who's in sea or surf or water or ocean um stunning stunning range i wish them the absolute most best of success and forward motion and just being that example in the world until we meet again Mwah.